Now, everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. So what brings Billy Hope to my job? I'm looking for a place to train. It's the most triumphant movie of the summer. Jake Gyllenhaal is phenomenal. You think that you could beat Magic? Not without you. Southpaw is the ultimate comeback story. How'd you like the fight with that title? Is it for my family? That will have you standing and cheering. This is your time. This is your moment. Welcome to Everything Old is New Again. This is Douglas Viviani with the rather combative David Cohen. Cut me, Maggie. Cut me. <laughs> this week with the lack of real name boxers to capture the examine the imagination of an American audience. The question is, is boxing relevant anymore? Do we enjoy boxing movies? We've got UFC. We've got... Uh, the Golden Gloves are no longer relevant. Uh, I don't know. Is boxing taking a, a 10 count on the uh, canvas? I think it has. I really think it has. And it's sad because it used to be a great sport. I remember growing up, uh, you know, Ali would be fighting Frazier and, and you'd have, I mean, Hagler Hearns. And I mean, there were matches left and right. You, you would get a, a, a ticket to like uh, closed circuit TV and go watch them. You know, it was, as, I mean, maybe, maybe you disagree with me, but some of those matches were as big as the Super Bowl, right? People would be talking talking about it for weeks before it happened and then at the night of the fight and and then for for days after absolutely and, and you you do pools you everyone would pick a different uh you know uh round where you think uh, so and so would get knocked out and you just would have a you know, a party at the house you could go the restaurants would, would close down and they would serve a whole buffet for a certain price and put the match on the you know on on the TV all that's gone i think until mike tyson bit the guy's ear off and i think it just went downhill from there <laughs> that, that, that was it. really then then it just became a freak show that reminds me of what must have happened in ancient Greece when boxing occurred in their Olympic Games. Here we go. <laughs> back, back, back we go to well, the history of the world. I'm going to jump from the Olympic Games, though, all the way to the late 1800s in America. Good. All right. So we'll, we'll right. leapfrog over a lot of that because I want to talk about John L. Sullivan. You ever hear this guy? Sure. What, what do you know about him? He was a boxer. <laughs> he was the bare-fisted boxing champion the late after the Civil War for like 30 years, and it was then defeated by none other than Jack Gentleman. Johnson. Oh, who would you say? Uh, I was going to say Jack Johnson. Uh, okay, it's close. Gentleman Jim Corbett. Corbett. Let's, yeah, let's listen to uh, a little bit of a recreation of that. It's the 21st match. round. Corbett gets out there quickly. Corbett hooks the left to the head, bangs both hands to the body. Corbett fires a solid right to the jaw. Sullivan is backing to the ropes. The champion is just a shell now. There's a right to the jaw, and Sullivan is down on his face. The crowd has changed. They're all for Corbett now. Sullivan is up. He sticks out a weak left hand. Sullivan is helpless. He's down from a right to the head. Sullivan is bleeding from the mouth and the nose. Sullivan is up. Corbett smashes both hands to the head. Sullivan is down. He'll never make it this time. Here we go. <laughs> Someone shoot a gun off? What happened there? That's him hitting the canvas. That was a recreation. <laughs> I tried to use some sound effects. That would work. But anyway, <laughs> that was like in the 1800s. They didn't he's have... down. He's down. He's shot through the head. I don't think he's getting back up. <laughs> Earl Flynn jumped on that, though, man. It was a movie called Gentleman Jim that was tremendous. And his little scene of that, right after the match happened, what's going on? much about this uh, gentleman stuff they're handing out about you. But maybe you're bringing something new to the fight game. 
something it needs and never got from fellas like me. I don't know. But I do know this. Though it's tough to be a good loser, it's a lot tougher to be a good winner. Thanks again, John. I hope that when my time comes, I can go out with my head just as high as yours. There'll never be another John L. Sullivan. Now, compare that to Mike Tyson biting somebody's ear off and, and all the arguments and discussions that go on these days and, you know, the, the dissing of one guy to the other. This was a gentleman boxer. Think about it. Right. You'd the invite him over, he'd wear a top hat and a suit and everything, and he'd come over like a tuxedo back in the day, and he just boxed for a living, but he was a gentleman. Yeah. Does it make any I, sense? I guess. I guess. <laughs> well, it was a sweet science, they called it, right? Yes, it was a whole different world back then. Now we go a little further. I want to take a look at the emotional impact that Hollywood has had on boxing or vice versa. So no more history of boxing? That's it. We're going to go to 1931, though, a movie that was made called The Champ. It's still history. Oh, gee, I I think that's enough for today, don't you, huh? You've done swell, champ, any Jonah. Them promoters ain't got a a chance of turning me down tonight, have they? No, they'll grab you up. Here, feel that muscle. I'm just as good right now as I was in the old days. You betcha. You know I am. Now that was uh, the say, champ. Say, <laughs> it sounds like a commercial we run here every every so often. But uh, you know, the I'll tell you, it's it's a great story that they invited us into in the champ in 1931, and it was revisited with Ricky Schroeder. Remember this? God, uh, no. I'm glad I champ. don't. It'll bring a tear to your eye. Anyone that remembers seeing the champ in the ni- late 70s, they'll remember this scene. Then we'll talk about the emotion. Okay. Champ, uh, wake up, champ. Uh, don't sleep now. You gotta go home. Gotta go home, champ. This is hell. Wake him up. Wake him. We're all real sorry. Please wake him up. Jackie. Wake him up. TJ, please. I want you. TJ. I want you. TJ, please, TJ, listen to me. He's gone. He's gone, son. I mean, I I don't know. I remember that. I remember where I was when I saw that movie. Only because that, the the, the it, champs. What 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 Just in, yes, I'm saying the, the 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 story was so engrossing, especially for me as a young kid at the time. I related to that that actor Jackie Coogan and. Um, uh, Cooper, no, Coogan, as uh, a young child actor. Anyway, the point being, uh, that was the original 1931. And then Ricky Schroeder Ricky played Schroeder. the kid later. It yeah. was amazing performance. And what it was was a, a, a down-and-out boxer who was on his way out, has a child. The wife is divorcing. The wife is feeling that this boxer has nothing left to offer. He's a bad guy, not a good influence on the child. Turned out he really was the exact opposite. It was a tremendous influence on the child. child loved him dearly. He had one more battle one more fight if he wins this fight he'll have enough money to win custody of the child and they can live happily ever after he boxes he, he to the death he dies unfortunately after the match and um the the child has to go live with mom oh god and, that's yeah, horrible and, and, and the bond that they they developed uh, together on screen both of those actors it was amazing you could hear that and as a kid i mean 
I remember having a, uh, not to get morbid, but I remember having a, a, a dog pass away, die from being hit by a car. I remember saying the same thing. Wake him up. Can't we wake him up? Like when you're trying uh, to deal with death right. as a child, it's so, it, I, maybe it's just for me. I don't, I'm sure other people had, as you deal with death as a child, it, it just lasts and stays with you. Uh, and and that's what that movie did. And that's what boxing uh, did back in the day. We'd had a but, place in my heart to teach you a little about life. But, what, but that movie wasn't, for you, not so much about boxing per se it, it was about having someone you love die absolutely uh, no doubt let's listen to what uh, we've got with body and soul john garfield i don't want any handouts you think i like the idea of waiting around for the whole world to make up its mind what to do with me what is it you want to do there's only one thing i know how to do fight well, if you want to fight fight and it's all right with you anything you want is all right with me i love you john how about for that for support from your uh, your significant other? And that the greatest? I mean, that's another supportive uh, young lady that we see back in the day. Would people be so supportive now of uh, of their uh, house boxing? Let's uh, continue this discussion in a moment. I mean, like you think about it in these days when you get into that that ring. There's been. Uh, Death. There's been loss of ears. There's been uh, trouble uh, in boxing. Um, it, Rocky developed this later on. But when someone is in that career of boxing uh, and exposing themselves to potential, you know, at, at least brain damage and things like that, do you think that has some effect upon where we are today as to whether we want to watch this activity or not? Well, we're so into to the, this extreme fighting now, which is even more dangerous. So I, I don't know if that had really an effect on why we don't watch boxing anymore. I agree. It's it's really not something that I think is... Uh, not as violent as other things these days, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and boxing isn't, is what you're boxing saying. Boxing is not. Right. Um, and there is, what you call it before, there is a, a sport to it, the sweet, sweet science, science, you know? Um, but is it even practiced as a sweet science anymore? You'd have Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray Leonard... Dan- Ali dancing around the ring with the rope of dope as a strategy and different other things. Look, I don't know what it is, and I'm not saying I'm a boxing expert. I'm certainly not, but I used to like it. There used to be big names out there. They talked about it a lot. I know there were some scandals involved. There was splintering of the different boxing professional divisions. Um, it, it's just not promoted the way it used to be. Am I wrong? I mean, do you ever hear about a fight? I mean, it's such a an obscure uh, sports segment right now. Yeah, you're lucky you, if you watch a match that's on HBO or, I don't know, um, anywhere that's promoted that you're paying for, you're lucky you know one party, not both. Right. Like, they're promoting the one person. Watch Pacquiao. Right. You, but who's so he who's, boxing? Who's exactly. he up against? You know, you barely ever know. Right. Um, and so that's part of the problem. you gotta, you got to know both sides and know the personalities. Yeah. We'll be right back and Everything Old is New again. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. What are you doing? I just said don't overcook it. You're overcooking it. Bring it over. Watch a stick? Bring it over. Bring it over. It's like a piece of charcoal. Bring it over here. You want your steak? Yeah, right now. Can't wait. Done? No, I can't wait. Good. Thanks. Happy? Happy? That's all I want. That's, That's all I want. Here. Not more. There. 
Welcome to the Viviani's house Sunday night when you have dinner with the barbecue guy. <laughs> barbecue guy letting the, the wife cook for a night. Look, look I didn't know the happens. barbecue guy was in Raging Bull. Did not. I thought it was De Niro. It's just a commonality with almost every Italian family. There's going to be some emotion, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> but that we're back at everything old is new again. We're discussing boxing and how Hollywood deals with it and certainly is it relevant to this day. Before we dive into that, something that's relevant to us is that the everything old is new again network is expanding we're extraordinarily uh happy and privileged to welcome wpam pottsville 1450 pennsylvania uh to our uh, our uh, affiliates and um we're broadcasting there every saturday at five o'clock in the afternoon did you a uh, little known fact about pottsville doug what's that well, Yingling Beer is from Pottsville. I don't know if you knew that. Yes. But you know, since they established themselves, and I'm going to tell you this, 1829. Wow. Th- three years I'm before you were born. beer enthusiast. Yes, I knew that. Now, uh, also, did you know that Pottsville once had an NFL team? Did not know yes, that. Yes, they did. Believe it or not. From 1925 to 28, the Pottsville Maroons. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, my attention was drawn to the 27 Yankees during that time period. So that's why I don't remember that. But Well, uh, I, I, that's understandable. But uh, Maroons, they were a big team. Big team. Big <laughs> wins against the Giants. Are you calling me a Maroon or are you calling me a color Maroon or a moron? I don't know what you're saying to me. I think it was the color. But, uh, <laughs> okay. but yes, well, welcome to Pottsville. Sorry about the NFL team, but uh, you had a good run. Well, you got everything old is new again now uh, instead. And uh, we're we're just <laughs> exactly. as much fun, that's for sure. Uh, let's listen to Kirk Douglas and the way he deals with women. Another boxer in the champion from 1949. Say, what are you trying to pull? That run around you've been giving me. That's what I mean. <laughs> you talk as if we were married. Oh, we're going to be. And tomorrow's as good a time as any. Tomorrow? Say, that's dandy. Tomorrow, huh? Well, why not? You got as much chance of marrying me tomorrow as today. That's no chance at all because, uh, guess what? I'm already married. I'm not kidding you. You've been taking me for sucker all this time. Honey, you never asked me if I was married. He's a son of a gun. <laughs> He's a bad guy. He really is a bad guy. Yet another boxer that's represented in this segment and in Hollywood as a negative figure, just like Jake LaMotta dealing with, with his wife there with the steak, and you've got uh, Kirk Douglas dealing with his live-in girlfriend in The Champion. Right. But Jake LaMotta was actually a real boxer. Yes, he was. Was this guy, and what was that movie? No, he placed? wasn't. This is Champion? called The Champion. Okay. Kirk Douglas is a seminal picture, uh, a boxing movie, one of the, the cornerstones of, of the beginning of boxing uh, in Hollywood. There was there were tons of boxing movies, but this is one of the really good ones about a guy that wasn't always the hero, wasn't so wonderful, down and dirty. Uh, you know, if you're going to be in a pugilist, if you will, you're not always going to be Gentleman Jim. This is the exact opposite of Gentleman Jim, Earl Flynn, which we spoke about previously. So there's not going to be any Ricky Schroeder crying when this guy, <laughs> Kirk Douglas, dies at the end of the movie, I assume. I agree. There right. will not be. Let's listen and go back to a little bit of raging Bull. I just think that this guy is just a, such a fleshed out, terrific character. Great acting. Is this real? Would you? Would this happen in your house? Excuse me, with me, good looking. I'm not saying good looking. I'm saying popular. If you yeah, win, well, well, we were saying well, good looking. Man. I'm not saying anything. I'm just telling you, it's always hey, right. What? What? What are you an authority or what? Get Nothing. out of here. Take the baby and get out of here. Everybody, all the sons are authority about this. She's telling me, where'd she find out he's good looking? First of all, she didn't mean nothing. Who is she? 
you to start with me now? When people are talking, you don't interrupt. It's none of your business. Especially if it's my brother and his wife. I got nothing to do with you. Now get out of here. Go inside. Get out of here. Take the baby inside. <laughs> I don't know where's inside. There must be a room with a ton of women with kids in that house. They're all getting kicked out of the kitchen to go to the room. That was, that was Joe Pesci <laughs> yes. with uh, with Robert De Niro. That's a great movie. I love that movie. I, I love it too. It just it, it runs a chill up my spine. Those two clips from that movie. It hap- that stuff happens in my house once a week. Come on, I'm not kidding. What do you mean it happens in your house? I mean, just this, this, this now passion. Okay. This, yeah, I got you know, Leo on me, my three year old. I got the six year old uh, Angelica asking to t- play with the tablet. She doesn't sit down when she's supposed to eat. She doesn't sit in a chair. She sits on her knees. Leo's spilling the milk. My wife is you know doing the, the laundry instead of coming to the table. If so, I where, you go, so you go all raging bull on so that? I think I should become a boxer. I think because it would it would take all that out of my, what do they do now kickboxing I would do that it would take all those frustrations out I'm afraid to ask what happens in your house this is what happens listen to the real Jake LaMotta and Sugar Ray Robinson battle it out the real version of the Saint Valentine's Day massacre and then Jake is able to move away from the right hand and then he falls as they fall back to the ropes but does not go down and Robinson tags him with a straight right hand on the forehead and LaMotta seems both to come away from the ropes but he does come out Here, listen to that crowd. For so just just tell people what that what that was, just for clarity. <laughs> that was Jake Lamada against Sugar Ray Robinson for the middleweight championship of the world, and that's the they call it the St. Valentine's Day Massacre because it was a day when Sugar Ray Robinson. It was represented in the Raging Bull movie, which we'll listen to in a second, but. Um, he, he, this Jake Lamotta would not go down, but he got pummeled. He got this right. like left and right. Remember Rocky, where was you know cut me Mick and, sure. and all this. That that he looked like that. That kind of a, a look to his face. He was pummeled. And you say so that happens in your house? Well, yeah, I'll tell you what. This is. Did you hear that crowd? Yeah. I would like to just build a, a, like an amphitheater around my kitchen, and you would hear that that kind of a crowd. I could charge a dollar or two a person. But just between to watch who dinner. though? Who? Be, it's me and the kids, and then Juliana, and and, and me getting. Mad at me for yelling at the kids, or me trying to grab her in from the laundry, doing the laundry to come and eat the food meal, the meal, uh, you know, uh, on time when it's hot. She's telling me, "Is the chicken?" Every single time I cook chicken, I got. She's got to ask me, "Is the chicken cooked?" I said, "Yeah, of course it's cooked." Because she wants, she looks inside, pulls it apart. Is it just translucent? Uh, it's just, it's just every meal is such a, a, a battle. It's a, it's a boxing match. I really feel like sometimes I, I could be a, a not a boxer physically, but a boxer or mentally every right. single dinner, every mealtime. Then Angelica gets up and she wants to do a dance. She hears a song comes on and she's going to do a dance. And so she gets up and she moves something on the table and down goes the milk. And who's <laughs> cleaning that up? And then there's Leo. He doesn't want to eat here. He has a little itsy-bitsy table, little kid's table. He wants to eat at the kid's table, not at the regular table. And he's got to have his Captain America in his hand. So the question is, where's Captain America? Who gets to run upstairs to his bedroom to get the little figurine Captain America so he can drink his milk with Captain America in his hand, otherwise he won't drink his milk. This is, I mean, I, I could go on if you want me to. We yeah, only have three I'm minutes. fascinated. Please, please do. 
This is great stuff. So now I understand why you like boxing movies. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's an it's, escape for you. It, 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 it upset me so much when Jake LaMotta uh, ended up in jail. Remember that? And he starts punching yeah. the wall and right. his head and he's screaming, right. why me? Why me? Because, you know, this is... Um, That's how you feel in your home. <laughs> <laughs> why me? Why me? You know, sometimes I feel that way in the breaks of, of everything old is new again when we're <laughs> having some discussions and it just didn't go the way I expected it to. Something like that. But um, anyway, back to boxing and boxing. <laughs> should we go back to boxing or should we just stay I on this? much Viviani more interesting. Household. The Viviani Hassel, round three. In this corner. But those Lillian. are great movies, right? I mean, A Raging Bull and, uh, well, Champion you didn't see, but I can tell you it's a great movie. And the question I have, though, is the representation of the actual fight of Jake LaMotta and Sugar Ray Robinson versus the Raging Bull version. Let's, let's listen to that. That was the big hit. I never went down, Ray. Yeah, so that I Ray, I never went down. But meanwhile, you lost the championship belt. The milk got knocked over because <laughs> the little girl's doing a dance, Ray. But I never went down. Never went down. I still ate my steak, my raw steak that the wife threw in front of me. <laughs> Get Leo under control, Ray. Get him under control, little guy. Leo needs to join me and start uh, going the distance or practicing to go the distance just like, like Rocky did. I mean, come on, Leo. Come on. Hey, Charlie, why the arm in the sling? Yeah, I walked straight into that busted street sign in front of Frank's Automat. Well, you must have been really sore at him. You said it, pal. I said, say, what's a big idea making a fella trip out there? I was going to sock him right in a kisser. He's all wet. Why, you ought to sue him, Charlie. I have half a mind to do just that. But where am I going to get that kind of dough? Say, I know a fella just got me out of a big jam, and he didn't break the bank. You yeah, don't say. Yeah, the law office of Douglas Viviani. The law office of Douglas Viviani? That's right, the law office of Douglas Viviani. Viviani. That's what I said, Viviani. He a straight shooter? He's a cat's meow. He's on the up and up? Doug's ace is with me. Is that so? He's a bee's bees. Well, that's just swell. You have his number? You can call him at 631-681-1910 or email him at VivianiLaw.com. Wait, what, what was that last part? What, email? Yeah, what's email? VivianiLaw.com. Now, back to America's entertainment pop culture talk show, Everything Old is New Again, with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Why don't you get me a partner that will spar? Cap, you know no spar partner will get in a ring, would you? The minute they're in, they're out. Yeah, pretty tough, I guess. Well, you'll hit that kid from the west side so hard, you'll knock it from the north side to the south side. All right, this is an interesting trivia question. It's somebody, those voices I know instantly. I'm just wondering if, if anyone out there or Mr. David Cohen can tell me who that was. Isn't that the, the Barry Boys? Yes. Yeah, they yeah, should have misspent uh, Saturday mornings, right? They used to be right. on back in the day. Uh, Nucky from the south side of the town and the north side of the town. <laughs> Leo Gorsi and Hunts Hall, right? And the East Side Kids or the Bowery Boys later on. That was a clip from East Side Kids to Kid, Kid Dynamite. So Bo- the point is... Bo- Bo- they, of course, that was about boxing and right. boxing. 
back in the 40s and 30s and 50s were I mean at its at its peak and they made movie after movie after movie even down to these B movies with you know the Bowery Boys which right. they made about like I don't know 25 of those movies a year 20 to 25 a year so they were almost like a TV uh, series right. they were about an hour and 15 those movies but boxing it was pervasive it was boxing That's a great was word. pervasive absolutely was and now in our third section of the show on boxing I want to now t- focus away from the bad guys in boxing and how Hollywood is focused on the bad guys once in a while there's a couple of good guys like Gentleman Jim as we heard previously let's see uh Listen to a movie that was from 1937. Casablanca's director himself, Michael Curtis, took the time to direct Edward G. Robinson, Betty Davis, in Kid Galahad. Me? I'm Nick Donati, see? One of the smartest guys on the main stand. Now, don't get me wrong. I play the game strictly on the level. I play square with everybody. Everything went along swell until I met this Kid Galahad. And I gave him a break, and what happens? A million dames fall for this guy, and my gal's got to be one of them. But I ain't going to stand for it, see? Nobody ever double-crossed Nick Donati and got away with it. Now, what would Edward G. Robinson sound like today if he used that dialogue and that uh, pronunciation and that affectation, you know, when he was in the movies today? I mean, that was, yeah, obviously, he's so yeah. character. What a, I mean, you could see why he was so popular yes. in the 30s. No? Yeah, just hearing the voice. I mean, he's like a cartoon character. Hey, well, he's been imitated so many times, but that's, that, that's the original right there. <laughs> exactly. Ah, see? Ah. <laughs> um, mouse. I mean, they even mocked him in the, in the cartoons. How about was in... Uh, uh, the, the Ten Commandments. Right? Where's Moses as a now? hero? Yeah, right. <laughs> <Where's> I mean, <laughs> Soylent Green is the last movie. Remember that one? I didn't remember yeah, him. Yeah, he was off. Off. Yeah, Soylent Green's people. There you go. That, that, that wasn't him. That wasn't him. But I mean, that with Charlton Heston was in that movie. Was a great, right. great little turn there. But I, I love Edward G. Robinson, and that movie's great. Has an unknown ca- character that is plays the the uh, boxer, but the boxer's an innocent young kid that comes up, and the girlfriend of the promoter, who's very powerful, obviously Edward G. Robinson, falls in love with the innocent boxer, and the innocent boxer gets himself into trouble. And it's a it's it's a pretty good story, but again, it's fictional. Um, they tried to remake this with someone. I'm not going to tell you who it is. See if you could tell me whose voice this is at the end, playing Kid Galahad in the remake in 1962. Joey, please, take your time in there. Well, you're three to one, the kid don't last around. We can't afford to get knocked out by the zombie. Joey, Joey, can't you hear me? I didn't mean to knock him out. Get a little uncomfortable in here, you know. Do I still get my five dollars? Not the $5. Make sure this pigeon don't get away. <laughs> guy asking for the $5. Basically, it's hard to tell. That was a boxing match. It was, it was, before I get to it, I just want to give you a little idea. There was, um, <laughs> Kid Galahad was, was a sparring partner of the champion, and he knocked the champion out, and then he was asking for his $5. Who is that? Oh, thank you, ma'am. That was Elvis. <laughs> yes. Elvis in a, a role. I don't think he sang anything. During the movie, he sang on the soundtrack, but it wasn't a musical. It was a drama, and that was an opportunity for him where he there was a time he wanted to do dramas, and Colonel Parker would not let him, although he did do this one in 62. He was supposed to do, by the way, you know what movie he was supposed to do? No. Star is Born. 
Really? He was supposed to be the lead uh, rather wow. than Chris Christopherson later on. Um, I but, did not know that. Yeah. But um, anyway, he, I, I, if you listen to and watch that movie, you'll get a kick out of Elvis as you never had because he's a serious actor mm. there. And he's, pre- he's not terrible. He's pretty good. He could have had a nice career. He could have been a contender. <laughs> he really could have been. <laughs> so, anyway, so the Kid Galahad's a good... No one's going to get that reference other than you and me. <laughs> I'm going to leave it hanging out there for a little while. All right. We'll uh, come, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll get back to it, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to now try to lay a little groundwork here to see where we're going with boxing movies now. There was a um, a, a movie uh, that was taken off of this character, Rocky. Now, where is Rocky coming from? Rocky Marciano was not Rocky in the movies, but Rocky Marciano was a real boxer. He knocks out J- Joe Lewis at one time. Let's just listen to the real... You can see that Lewis is in trouble. He's hurt. Marciano pitching with everything he's got. Backs his man to the ropes to finish him off. A left. Another left crumples Lewis. A blazing right. And Lewis sails through the ropes. Referee Goldstein on the left simply looks at the stricken fighter and knows that the ex-champion is finished for the night. Rocky Marciano, tremendous, tremendous champion. I believe undefeated, fifty-five and zero. And uh, I mean, you know, that that was the inspiration from what I hear. Some of these other movies were too, but from what I hear, for such a Sylvester Stallone to write the Rocky character, and uh, it was it was quite successful based upon the real personality of this guy. Someone else that had even had even more of a personality. Have you ever heard of the boxer Rocky Graziano? Sure. Uh, another middle middleweight. middleweight legendary champion, mm-hmm. and he was almost like a gentleman Jim or a, maybe a, 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 what would you say a Yogi Berra type, where he was good natured and and uh, had a real had his feet in the ground. And uh, they made a movie with Paul Newman in '56 with him. Someone up there likes me. Listen to this; it's just tremendous. Jewish guy playing an Italian boxer. Yeah. Doesn't he sound, though, reminiscent of Rocky? You know, Sylvester Stallone's Rocky? Yeah, there's definitely something in there. I'm not there. saying it's a big stretch no, because, no. Then, you know, some of these characters are going to be, like, you know, a little not so smart and whatever. Right. Pretty stereotypical. Yeah. Right. But but, but it, it just, these two have laid the groundwork. The real uh, Rocky Marciano, the, the Rocky Graziano movie um, for what I think might be one of the best boxing franchises and movies of all time. But we'll get to that. First, let's listen to Humphrey Bogart's last, last movie called Harder They Fall. Have you ever heard of this one? You no. can't do this to a guy, Nick. You let him get beat to a pulp and then leave him with a hole in his What's the matter with you? You got your share. A man lies in the hospital with a broken jaw, and he took the worst beating I ever saw in my whole oh, life. No, and you want me to go back and tell him that all he gets is a lousy $49.07 for a broken jaw? How much would you take? You better take it slow, Eddie. I mean, is that acting? What do you think of that? 
Sounds pretty intense. Have you ever seen? I've that never movie? seen it. No, I never saw Bogart's last movie. He's a he's a um, uh, a reporter. Yeah, and he's he's been invited into the boxing world by this promoter, and the promoter wants him to promote the promoter in his stories. But he finds out all this corruption that goes on, a negativity. It is a tour de force. Tour de force, just like Rocky during his training sessions is. Uh, you cannot do anything but think of Rocky when this music comes on. Listen to this. So now, are you a fan of uh, of all these boxing movies and, and, and of the sport before we spoke about this today or no? I was a fan of the sport. I've seen some movies, but much more a fan of the sport uh, of the sport. But but not anymore. I mean, it's really. I think that the decline in the quality and the number of boxing movies is obviously reflective of the the decline of the sport itself. And I think it's kind of sad. Yeah, I think you. I think you're right. And I'm not taking away from Million Dollar Baby, which was Academy Award nominated, was it not? Right. And uh, Clint Eastwood's foray into that field, and it was yep. well done. But it also showed the negative side, also about you know how hurt she got and 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 the problems she had with boxing. And but then they had, if you think about it. They had to put a twist on it where it was a female boxer. Not that that doesn't happen, and it is contemporary, but I think that that the the theme of just a boxer like Southpaw is out now with Jake right. Gyllenhaal um, and and the cliches that, that go through that movie um, it just no longer work for the audience even that's never seen a boxing movie before. But there are gems. Like there was a, a movie that came out about, I don't know, 15 years ago, Girl Fight, uh, with, oh, what's her name, the actress... Gonzalez, uh, she's a very famous actress. Okay. Um, really good film about a, a female boxer, but good action. But is and it, good is story. it uh, like cliche? Not like cliche. Is it, is no, it using not. a shtick to be? No, you know, it's absolutely original not. stuff. That's All what right, I liked about it. But they're they're too far and few between. Yeah, and I think you're right because of the interest. I mean, if if there's no interest in the sport itself, how could you sell a new story? Which is, I mean, Rocky and, and Sylvester Stallone was able to do that um, with exactly. Rocky Balboa because it had a history. And it was and, a story was, of people. And it was still a popular sport at the time. Right. We'll be right back to continue this discussion on boxing and where we go with it from here. This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Here's your darling. Take a good look at yourself in the mirror and then say goodbye to what you see. What do you want it, here or in the alley? Hey, brother. Hey, for what? Look, I pay cash for services rendered, and so far you ain't rendered nothing. You put me on next. You mean he'll go? Eight matches starting tonight? Yeah. With an option for 16 more? Yeah, yeah, sure. Anything you say. That makes me happy. Now, everybody. Anthony Quinn playing in a Requiem for a Heavyweight. I saw that. That's a great movie. Rod Serling wrote that. It was originally on a teleplay in the 50s. Um, he did that live and then later on made a movie out of it. I don't know how many people have seen that movie, but I got to tell you, that is a home run. 
with the behind the scenes of a good guy getting older, that his career is basically over as a boxer. Chance at love. He's got his buddies, which is Mickey Rooney as the cut man. And you've got Jackie Gleason as his uh, manager. Gleason gets into trouble and the deal he makes with the mob. And that's the female you heard there, the mob boss, um, is to have Anthony Quinn become a wrestler. And he was going to become the, the shtick was an Indian wrestler. Right. And for a man of this quality, in terms of a boxer, and he was he was a contender. And um, but he's you know, a little dopey, I guess you would say, from being hit so many times. You can kind of hear that. Um, but he wasn't dopey enough not to know that his buddy, his manager, who was not really the greatest to him, but still was his friend or confidant, um, was in trouble with the mob. So he would swallow his pride as a good man that he is and become a professional wrestler to pay off the debts of Jackie Gleason. Right. And, it, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a little dated, but the yeah. themes and, and the characters definitely ring true today. It's, a, it's just a great movie. Good story. Yeah. And that, that's where I think, again, we go back to this with, you know, we're just not looking for the fight. Right. You don't even see a boxing match in that movie. It's amazing. But it's a boxing movie. Right. And it's just it's just so incredibly well done. Anthony Quinn did a tremendous job. All of them. Jackie Gleason. Now, let's take a look around. A little before then was 1935. The real James Braddock, the Cinderella man, fought Max Baer, who's, by the way, whose son is Max Baer? Do you know from television? No. Oh, from the Beverly Hillbillies? Yes, yes. Jeb? Je- Je- Jethro. 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 Yes. Sorry, I have a Republican National <laughs> Convention on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jeb, um, Jeb, Jeb um, but he, the, wow. he, he's Max Bear's son. I did not know that. Uh, let's listen to the real match itself. Oh, that's a good right, good short right hand, and Braddock's in trouble. He was wobbled by that. It was the short right hand which did the damage. Bear may be clowning, but Braddock knew that he got through, and he's done it again. Oh, that's a good solid right hand, and another one. Oh, good right hand from Braddock. And Braddock may be, as the two embrace, may be he's pulled off one of the great comeback stories of all time. Now, I don't know about that call. That doesn't seem to be all that exciting a call um, of one of a... It's, they, from what I understand reading on this, really wasn't like that exciting a match. No one got knocked out, and it was it was just two guys kind of pummeling each other, uh, and they weren't doing it all that often in this match. Right. Um, right. But um, that's Max Baer and the father of uh, Jethro, and, and he's upset. He, was, he clearly came out when that movie Cinderella Man came out. He said his dad was not the representative that was presented in that uh, in that movie so um, I don't know you got to take got to take a listen to that let's see what Cinderella Man sounded like when they did uh, this they pound each other with lefts and rights Braddock blocking with his legs and elbows stop something great to Maxie Star There you go. So Cinderella Man 
It was a more exciting call than than the real call. The real fight. Uh, well, yeah. that's, it's got to be, right? It's Hollywood. Uh, that's true. Uh, they did the a great interest. job with that movie. But again, the family of Max Baer was upset uh, big mm. time. And uh, supposedly the the real story wasn't as exciting. But, you know, Ron Howard had to get in there and you got to make a villain. you got to get this um, to be interesting for people to listen to. And again, these are older boxers now. You know, we're talking about Requiem for Heavy Ache. James Braddock was, um, uh, was getting old. I think it was in his early 30s. Max Baer was, was you know, getting, I think he was 35 at the time. So his boxes are starting to get older. And, and what happens to older boxes? What, what, what goes on? I mean, other than Rocky Balboa, do any of them do anything of uh, significance or do they just ride yeah, off into just, the sunset? Their brain turns into uh, jello and yeah, that's it. Kind of sad. Although Rocky Balboa's grain didn't necessarily turn that uh, much into uh, jello if you listen to his speech. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Oh, this is uh, Rocky Balboa. Yeah, Rocky right. at his best, kind that of. That was a so, great movie, long. right? Now, what, th- th- did that surprise you? It, Let's completely. look at the history of that just for a moment. Rocky won what an Oscar. Right. Rocky two, is, and, and we all know the story. Rocky, we're not going to rehash. Absolutely, it, but, right. Rocky two was pretty good, pretty good in my view. Three, I thought was. I, I, I may differ from a lot of people. I thought three was better than two by far with Hulk Hogan and and uh, Mr. T. I, I thought it was really great, a really good comeback. Four with the Russians and five when he oh. didn't even have a match. He fought a guy in an alley. I thought both of those, in my opinion, were subpar. Yeah, they were horrible. So, so you really thought that that right. was dead, that you're not going to see, just along with what we're talking about here, you're not going to, there's no interest in boxing movies, really, is there? Not like, like it's sort of going the way of the Western, right? And then and then you see Stallone just keep on plugging. I would see him on TV all the time talking about it. Right. Uh, you know, Five was no good. I made a mistake. I know what happened with Five. I didn't, I, I shouldn't have done what I did. I know, you know, he was right. kind of showing about someone getting older and all this, uh, but it just wasn't done in the way of the Rocky formula. He didn't have the training sessions and all that stuff to right. psych you up in the music. So it, it failed. But this Rocky Balboa, did he surprise you when it came out when you saw it? Absolutely. absolutely. My, my son liked it. I remember he was only about seven or eight years old at the time. He really enjoyed it, too. So it, 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 he did the job. But can I talk about another fairly current boxing movie that I forgot about? Yes. Uh, by the way, um, a Girl Fight starred um, <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez. I just want to get that straight. So there was a movie that came out. She was out. in Lost, in case you want to figure it out. She was in Lost. Yes. That's right. So... Uh, there was, a, I think, a pretty good movie that came out a few years ago called The Fighter with Christian Bale uh, and, yes. and Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg, uh, based on a real fighter. And that's what was interesting about it. And, and the whole premise was that he thought they were doing a documentary on his comeback because he, had, he actually, his claim to fame, the real-life fighter, um, Dickie Eklund, actually had a fight against Sugar Ray Leonard. That was his claim to fame. He thought HBO was coming in to film his comeback as a fighter but he was such uh, he was such a drug addict at the time he didn't realize the documentary was about his decline into drug addiction right and it's a real touching movie i thought it was just fabulous so and again about boxing so it was worth, good definitely worth your while i uh, just want to now finish off with uh, the best what i think of all of the fight scenes that there are from rocky 1 you stop this fight i'll kill you 
<laughs> they look like they've been in a war, these two. Adrian, that was the next the next line and all that. But when I first saw that, and let me ask you, when you first saw that, when they said there'll be, you know, I, I don't want a rematch. He says, I don't want one. That is almost like Rosebud to me. That sets the tone for the entire character for the last two hours of the movie. It, it kind of symbolizes everything that happened to him and where he is. And it kind of is a win for him, even though uh, he doesn't get a rematch. He's not the champion. He was able to be uh, in the ring. With the, with the champion for that entire fight. Yeah, it was amazing. And, and just picturing Sylvester Stallone apparently just holed up in a, in, a, in, a, in a room somewhere. I think he, like, sequestered himself to start and write that entire movie alone. Amazing. Never left until he was finished with the script. Good job, Sylvester. We'll be back and everything old is new again next week. Or right now. I want to continue the discussion on uh, that that movie you talked about with Marky Mark, um, because that was Marky Mark. What respect you give the guy? <laughs> hey, I know you. You were Marky Mark. You're not fooling me. <laughs> he it's sort of boxing match with me right now, just from, over that comment. I bet. But <laughs> the, you know, the thing is, th- that's kind of sad. Like you look at Rocky, what we just saw, and we love Rocky and and the inspiration it is, and then you look at like, kind of like the reality, and that movie right. Fighter is really like the reality of yep. well, unfortunately what happens with a lot of these guys you know so uh, i don't know where to go with that other than to say what well we we never talked about mixed martial arts and the craze that's happening with that but it's I, another show yeah it's absolutely another it's gross show. we'll be back how are you gonna make a movie about that oh it's gotta be just talking about the characters not the fights it is another show all right all right what are you thinking about when that buzzer's out of that light when the 15 brothers you're coming out